So the no worries life actually means about worrying about less. And if you worry about less, you leave your brain more time to worry about the things that matter. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Kim Devin. She owns, she's the co-founder of Dr. Roebuck Skincare along with her twin sister, Zoe. Uh, so Dr. Roebuck is a natural Aussie skincare brand. So they focus on as little ingredients as possible and they have stores in um, Canada, Australia, UK, and here in the US. Kim, welcome to Hello Beauty. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I want to learn more about you. How is it like growing up in the Robux like family? Family, yeah. Well, we um, we like to say, well, I'm like I'm a twin because when mm -hmm. we were growing up, we didn't have many friends. Um, and it's kind of funny because we lived a very holistic lifestyle. So although our parents were both physicians, so dad was a surgeon, mum was a, a doctor, we lived very much the, I guess what's the trendy way that LA LA people live, that's how we live. So everything that we had, everything wasn't processed. We didn't shop at supermarkets, we'd shop at markets. All of our food was, so our dried fruit was brown because you don't put any colors in it. So we lived this very holistic lifestyle that is now becoming um, quite mainstream and quite trendy. Um, that was how we lived and we, didn't realize that that was a unique way of living. That was just how how we were. Like we would have roast chickens that still had feathers in them. Mm. Um, and yeah, and like even our cereal, like even our sugar, we didn't have sugar, we didn't have wow. chocolate. It was like carob. Um, so we lived this life that, you know, that like I said, what's great is starting to become mainstream and you, mm -hmm. you can get that type of food in supermarkets. But when we were growing up, you couldn't. So we had it and that was sort of the essence and the way that we lived. And all of our cleaning products were you know made from orange and vinegar and all those things that they, they didn't have any chemicals in them and so not only did we so dad made the skincare for us when we were growing up but not only was it that we minimized what we were putting on our skin even our food everything that we did in our house was very natural and very clean yes was this true because um because of his scientific and doctor background yeah. he just knew that what are, what's good for you what's good for my kids what's good for my skin that's why like he instilled that in your house totally for, yeah both both mom and dad mm -hmm. it was more that they know that you you know minimizing chemical overload is the thing that we're talking about now is and and it becoming the new buzz is that if you your body has to break down everything that you put in it whether it's on your skin whether it's inside your body and if you don't if you are, some some chemicals aren't bad for you but why put them in your body if you don't need them so our whole life philosophy was minimal ingredients maximum results which is now our tagline but was we minimized everything we put out about it even to our sunscreen it only have three ingredients in it because from our parents you know medical background we know that your body has to break down those chemicals even if they're not bad for you so why don't you minimize those and that sort of why we, you know, people say, oh, you've got beautiful skin. And I think it, we always tell people it's not just because of our cream, but it's because of the holistic lifestyle that we live. Yeah, it's like a lifestyle you have to live. live. It's not just topically. Totally, like, yeah, There's no such thing as overnight, no, right? Exactly. You have to live the part in totally. a sense. Yeah. yeah. So did you and Zoe always know that you wanted to get into the skincare industry? No. Um, no, so I came from media. I loved for, for years, I worked for News Corp actually, um, and magazines, and but not 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 on the front, on the back. I worked in business strategy and M and A, and my sister worked in pharmaceuticals, and we always used Dad's cream, and like, and, and people said, "What do you use on your skin?" And we're like, "Dad's cream." They're like, "Where do you get it?" We're like, "You can't." And then Zoe and I were like, always thought we'd want to do something together, but me being from media and her being from pharmaceutical, 
specifically oncology, so cancer drugs, completely different worlds. Yeah. So when this came up, we're like, we'll give it a go, see what happens. And then when we did it and we started to develop it as a commercial brand um, only a few years ago, we noticed that people you know, really took notice of what we were talking about. But from the advice that we got from our parents was that we needed to make sure that even to be honest, like four, four years ago when we started, this whole clean movement was tiny mm-hmm. and now it's huge. Yes. I can't believe how quickly it's caught on. So we were going when we started actually in Canada and I went across to Quebec when we were first launched, we were in 600 stores in Canada. And I was talking about Australia and clean beauty and all the, like Canada, Quebec is French. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you talking about? That doesn't matter. What are you, food doesn't matter about your skin. Yeah. Like We went back six months ago and everyone's like oh my god now I you know this is what I eat this is so it's amazing how thank you thanks to the internet and you know and information people are realizing that what we were saying does matter so we when we created the brand we needed to talk about our lifestyle not just because we wanted to but we wanted to make sure people knew that you know the way that we were living was the reason why was one of the reasons why we had good skin not just because of Mm -hmm. our parents products and it was just important to us to be authentic about that and not just say he used my cream and and for for us we knew that if someone was especially reacting to something a lot of time they're reacting to the food and and, you know and the other things in their house and so no matter how many times you put dr robux on your face that's not going to go away if you don't know what else to change in your life that's true i mean like i just learned recently that indoor pollution is worse than outdoor pollution yeah from the air conditioning yeah yeah that's crazy even the chemicals that are in your furniture Mm, yeah yeah that's pretty like blew my mind in a sense Mm. so with in australia is actually known to be like the forefront of like natural yeah wellness yeah I, i love that it's already being like spread globally yeah and then I think that's what like you're saying. Like even I've heard recently that avocado toast originated from yeah, like Australia. it is avo- oh, it's so funny how every every cafe has avocado on toast. Yeah. Like we've been doing that for years. But um, exactly. what what's funny about um, Australia though the wellness I always say to people like it's actually thank you to Instagram. Because mm-hmm. they now see it. Like we would say it and then now we show it and they're like, oh, that's real. Mm-hmm. Like you do do that. So Instagram has helped globalize Australia. Remember, it's still a long way away. It is still an island. People still can't. And so they had to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really helped us tell our story. And besides that, it's naturally very beautiful. But that, yeah, that wellness lifestyle is there. And then it's really moving into skincare and I'm sure soon makeup. Yes. starting you know you're seeing some clean makeup brands but that's hard because it's you know it's artistic and it's paint so it's difficult but it's great that people are connecting their wellness journey into the beauty space because mm-hmm. again it was very much even like two or three years ago people were, you know exercising green juicing eating but then they weren't moving and they weren't really moving their skin it's a mate skincare it's amazing how quickly i'm seeing people like I always pick up packets, right? I read everything, drives my family insane. And wherever I'm like, I check everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now my daughters do it. Um, and <laughs> drives good, my husband insane. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, such like a young age. Yeah, they're like, because yeah. I know I wouldn't let them eat anything with mm-hmm. um, corn syrup or refined sugar in yeah. it. So they show me packets of it. But anyway, drives my husband insane. <laughs> um, and that, you know, now all, everyone I know, when they go to the supermarket, they pick up a pack of packets. Every time they're in, you know, doing makeup or skincare, mm-hmm. everyone, you, that was not the norm even three years ago now it's the norm so it's so I think it's going to be great too because and for us like I said when we picked Sephora to go into the market they have very strict rules around 
if you know if you, what you say in your packet is what you say is in it and so it's great for us to authenticate our brand the consumer knows that sephora is very rigid in that sense mm-hmm. um and therefore that supports us when we talk about clean beauty we have a great partner in mm-hmm. sephora that helps that come to life because there are other retailers that aren't as stringent in ensuring that because you, you know the regulation in the fda and in skincare has not like so in australia you and Europe, you mm-hmm. can't say th- things yeah. on your skincare that you can say here in America. Um, so, and it will get there. So the regulations aren't as tight. But Sephora sticks to very, because it's a French company, stick to super tight regulations. So we're very glad to be with those guys because mm-hmm. then, you know, for the consumer who's this brand from Australia, they're yes. saying Clean Beauty, that brand reinforces what we're saying is true. Mm-hmm. And they have this new section now, right? It's called yeah. Sephora Fresh. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then they've we've got the clean sticker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it's like that green stamp. Green stamp. Yeah. It's very cool, yeah. And I love, I think, when I went on Sephora's page, I saw you guys as one of, like, the top that yeah. recommended. Totally. And then I know that um, it's really good to have Sephora as a partner because they're like the forefront of like of the, the market. Of the movement, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's just them. It's like they know what the consumers want and then I guess like I'm sure with that partnership they tell you, like give you feedback. Totally. Yeah, their yeah. market research is amazing. I mean, they and they really, they do set the standard. Like now what they've done, mm-hmm. every, you know, Bloomingdale's, you know, Nordstrom, Barney's, they're all trying to do what Sephora is and it's quite amazing for me in a big country. So Australia is the size of California, like is in as many people in like the greater LA as the whole of Australia, is how a big box retailer like Sephora can be at the forefront. Whereas, you know, say say I've launched my brand 10 years ago in uh-huh. America, I probably would have gone with Barney's, right? Mm-hmm. But then it would have been tiny order and it would have been very difficult to manage. Mm-hmm. Where So Sephora allows you to have a big presence quickly, but also still be at the forefront of trends. So that's, that's what makes Sephora unique. Yeah, no, actually, I love them. I have like, the more that I've been researching about like people's brands, like such as yours, it's like, I've also come to learn how Sephora works. I was mm. like, they're an amazing they company. Yeah, they are. It's like they know their stuff and they're just not there just to sell. No. They really care about what they bring in and what brands and like also like what I said, like they do give feedbacks to their their partners. Totally. Yeah, just, no, it's been know, great successful in both totally. ends. And they've been very helpful. If we're doing Sephora Europe and Sephora Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. You know, we only have a team of eight, which is very small for um, mm-hmm. a brand our size, but we're still, you know, it's, ti- it's tiny. Um We have only limited resources. So it's also great that we can partner with someone like that and grow quickly. Yes. I want to learn about how you guys started Dr. Robux Skincare because with your media background and your yeah. sister with like her medical background. So it's just like at what point did you guys decide like I think this is it. I know you mentioned that people have been like demanding yeah. for it, but like to actually um, maybe quit commercialize job, it. Yeah. And actually commit to it. Like, was it hard? What What were the lessons that you've learned? What was the tipping point? Yeah. Um, yeah well, I still we we both still worked when we first started it. Like, you know, all people when they start out, you know, financially, you have to. But also. So you don't know if it's going to work. So you don't want to step out of your career. Um, and so when we did it, we just put four, it was, it, it was a funny story, we put four products online, built a website. Again, didn't know how to do that. <laughs> put, got, found packaging, uh, yeah. found someone who would make it because it was made at a compound pharmacist and we couldn't do that um, and make a run of it. So yeah. it, and that took a few, that took a while because it was, the, you know, a lot of the, um, which we've learned now is a lot of the additional chemicals that help to help speed up the manufacturing process and make it easier to mix and we refused to put them in there mm. so a lot of the contract manufacturers wouldn't work with us because they're like 
why bother? It doesn't, it's not bad for you. We'll just stick it in. And we're like, well, no, we don't want to. So it took us a while to find someone. So we had a few hurdles. And then we finally found someone. And again, through that process, I think I was telling you before, what's unique about our brand, even now we have over 20 products, is we own all of our formulas because we formulate them from scratch. Whereas if you go to a contract manufacturer with your name and a brand, they will just use their basic formulas, but they will always have other things in it. So that's why we did that. But now it's been great for us because now we are unique in our supply chain. Um, but that was why we did it in the first place. We're like, we're going to write our own formulas because we don't want that stuff in it. And that sort of, like I said, now has become a blessing in disguise. But that's why we started. And then we did that and got really, um, actually got some attention through the press and then got some attention from a retailer in Canada who mm-hmm. called us and said, we've seen your brand online, we'd like to buy you. And that was when we're like, okay, we'll go take this seriously because a big retailer is calling us and I was living in Australia at the mm-hmm. time and so then I moved to Canada and that was when we were like, okay. We're gonna... So it was actually when a retailer reached out to us and came to us that we knew, okay, we should do something with this. Yeah, like we're onto something. Yeah. 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 So I've seen like um, the different packaging of yeah. Dr. Robux. It was, for me, I still like it, yeah. but it's like, what uh, decide? What did, what made you guys decide to you know, make a big change? Yeah, yeah. To the rebranding. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone asks, and I, I mean it's a good question because our brand started being you know apothecary, like people refer us to the new age keels, mm-hmm. and that's why we had you know the dark green was my dad's favorite color. It had his signature on the box, the apothecary. What was happening though when we launched into the US was people did not connect apothecary with clean. Mm-hmm. So we did a big market research and we spoke to everyone and they're like, we love the brand, we love the product, but it, does, it doesn't scream clean. Mm-hmm. And when you go into a big retailer like Sephora, you need to have, they've got like three seconds to make a decision. So they look oh. at that and they're like, I'm not sure if that's clean. That's so we went and did, and so we wanted it to look clean, simple, fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. And when and that's what our brand is. So the, when we looked at it, the, the original packaging made us look authentic mm-hmm. and apothecary, but it didn't make us look clean, fun. And uh, fresh, vibrant, and that was what we needed. That was what where the where the consumer was going, but also we knew that we needed to tell that story. So that's how we changed. And I love about our brand. We also wanted I always, I always use this term perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Um. You know, and I use it with my team all the time. I'm like, your definition of perfect is different to mine. And so, what is your perfectly imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Because being perfect is not perfect. Because that's boring and bland yeah. and, and, and to me so when we did the run if, if you look on the packaging it's handwritten it's yes, handwritten it. and that's my art director who's in Milan actually mm-hmm. and she sent through some renderings with her handwriting and it, I was like that's what we're doing she's like mm-hmm. not my handwriting I'm like that's what she's like my handwriting's not going all over the world yeah. on your packaging I'm like yes it is and she got so stressed I'm like no but that's the perfect imperfect you can't buy that font online anywhere that's so that's how we came about to have the running writing and yeah. I wanted it to look like vintage gold to make it glamorous but also look like running writing in the sand. Yeah. So there's, I mean, down even down to that, there is that thought process in the colour and the running writing is about bringing the brand to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty. It's like I love how it's just like it still looks clean. Like mm. it's something that you want to display in your vanity totally. or yeah. your like medicine cabinet. Mm. So I know that you guys, um, your original formulations were to treat eczema and sensitive yep. skin. Like mm-hmm. that's how your parents formulated to treat you know you yeah. guys you guys' skin issues. And now that you have a whole range for like mm. different types of skin, so it's like, um, how do you go about? just like coming up with new products and I know I know that your sister also probably has a big say in like we should yeah she's she's so she's we call her our chief invention officer Mm -hmm. so she's in she's in Sydney and working with the factory and doing all of that and what we do though is that 
so the minimize like minimizing of the chemicals was is a wellness reason, but also most people react to the other yes. additional chemicals versus the core ingredients. So we do say people with sensitive skin can use the cream because I have the most sensitive skin. I can't even wear makeup, um, and so we test it on me. And we so sensitive skin customers can use it. But the way that we decide is it was really it's out of customer feedback. So we created an eye cream because people ask for an eye cream. Um, but what we always do is we make sure that it is the like the core essence of the brand is it has to be efficacious. So clean sure. is critical. Um, that's the reason for being, but it always has to work. So if you look at all of our ingredients, all of our products, they always have multifunction to them, mm -hmm. just like the the active girl, you know, always yes. busy on the go. Um, so when you do your, when we've got our face cream, it's got four, five anti-aging properties and it's only 13 ingredients. Our cleanser has eight antioxidants in it. Mm -hmm. Our serums has nine, nine actives in it. So we have this facial we call yoga for the skin. And mm -hmm. if you do it, it takes 10 minutes and you do 27 things, 27 good things for your skin so like we always make sure that you, you know the consumer knows or they, they're clean they're putting it's like taking a great multivitamin right mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that whenever you're using our ingredients you're getting multi-benefit from our product yeah that so that's the core i guess product strategy is it must always be multifunctional and must always be clean yeah just like the perfect description of the modern girl nowadays yeah, totally. like i don't have time for that but i want no. the best for myself absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> i want it now and i don't want it yeah. to, and then that was even in the packaging it's like it can be thrown in your handbag most of it's under mils so it can go on a plane so we even oh, went down to that because the you know the girl on the go is on a plane the girl mm -hmm. on the go is exercising the girl on the go but they still want their packaging to be pretty and they still want to be yeah. i call my serums my green juice for my face so you when you make your green juice you like how many good things can i put in here right everyone's like i'll put turmeric yeah. i'll put cayenne i'll put <laughs> chia like so we do that with our serums like it's like we've put everything in there so that when you do it you have your green juice in, inside and you put your serum on your face and people like that analogy because yeah. They go, oh, yeah, I do. When I'm making my juice, I do put extra things in there. That's true. And so it's the same sort of idea. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, um, the fact that your um, your products are multifunctioning. And yeah. so sometimes you can't carry a lot of exactly. products in your bag mm. or in, like, to a trip. So it's good that you, you don't have to feel like... Um, you need those. Yeah, yeah, like I don't have to bring, like, 10 of my products or my skincare to, like, in my luggage, right? Totally. And like, we, we have some makeup artists and, like, my, my GM actually... All she takes is my serum and mm -hmm. she knows she's traveling because it's got nine things in it and it mm -hmm. can sit well under makeup because it's gel, it's sure. not oil. So we do have that, like where people know that just the serum, that's all they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to talk more about Dr. Roebuck's philosophy. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, with the age of Instagram nowadays, like how do you guys set yourself apart from being the natural um kind of doctor backed um skincare brand so there's a lot especially there's a lot. nowadays there's a lot and but everything's really good and everything is like backed up in a sense with totally. science but with you guys it's like you still manage to put yourself in the forefront of like all these emerging brands totally yeah and i think you're right there are so many brands and and the consumer can quickly find out if it's a fake story mm -hmm. and they can, so, you know, so all those people that used to probably get five years, they get about five months now. So, you know, authenticity is important, but I think for us, what we make sure is that we do go um, over and above with our formulations and our efficacy side of things. Um, we really want to be, we talk about those other great clean beauty brands out there. We mentioned like used to the people, even drunk elephant, like we talk, yeah. we, we play nicely with them. We want to convert a customer that is probably using a synthetic product that wants a derm grade mm -hmm. 
clean beauty products. So our goal is to take clean beauty to the non-clean beauty world who with, who they don't know that it works. So the way that we're doing that is all of our f- formulations. We use a thing called PubMed, which I told you before, yes. which is a French database which has independent studies on these ingredients and compares them to the synthetic ingredients. So we make sure we have the efficacious data. We do clinical trials in Germany in independent. So back to my sister, she uses her pharmaceutical approach to the way that we provide our efficacious results. And so we want people to start to integrate they you know move move into the clean beauty space, and so we want to help bring people over, you know, people over the yes, dark side. Yeah. But we also, I think, if you think about those other brands, like I said, all beautiful. Our brand is about connecting the customer. We we, we want to create a community. We talk about um a community of the no worries girl, the girl that wants to live the you know the maximized life without the worries around her. And so we want to create a movement in a way we talk about in the office where just because you are clean doesn't mean you can't be beautiful. Just because you are clean doesn't mean you can't have a glass of champagne on mm-hmm. a Friday night. We want to be the fun we want people to be part of this club and this movement, which is like a bit like the power to the women movement. Yes. But in a, I think back when I was a bit younger, the power to women was about being quite masculine. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be that. We want that beautiful girl to be, I'm clean, I'm strong, I'm active, and I'm being socially conscious. So I think I said to you before, our brand is talking to the socially clean conscious customer. Whatever age they are, they want to just be con- more conscious of their life in general, and we provide the skincare to be part of that. But we really want them to think that they can change other parts of their mm-hmm. life. And when we talk about it, it's really important. It's not about running a marathon, running a triathlon. It's like, again, the girls in, my, in the office say to me, okay, you might, run, you might do 21Ks today, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So it was what is your perfectly imperfect what is your maximized life and to your point that's really hard to get across with and be consistent as a brand on because we're not we're not dictating mm-hmm. to you to you know, a lot of brands do they're like this is what you should do we're like no 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 what is your perfectly imperfect mm-hmm. and you'll see this in as we grow so you define your perfect and that's why we make sure we use cool girls around the world we use this photographer in arizona we use oh, nice. our art director in milan you know we, we use this really in, we, our, our model is a pro surfer so mm-hmm. we're using girls that are doing really cool shit yeah. that no one else is doing and then the girls that start to use our brand know that your definition of being cool and perfect is different to mine, but that's okay because I chose that path and that's what we want to be. Yeah, definitely relatable. And I love how you guys are disrupting terms, you know, the the superficial everyday terms. Mm. It's like just because you consider yourself as low maintenance doesn't mean that you have to let go of yourself. Totally, yeah, absolutely. We want to say that, you know, and I I use it, I talked to one of the girls in the office about um, actually another thing that people don't think about is mental wellness about, okay, what, worrying about things. So the no worries life actually means about worrying about less. Mm-hmm. And if you worry about less, you leave your brain more time to worry about the things that matter. So they're like, oh, yeah. So we, we're taking no worries even into the mindfulness bit of like, don't worry about what that person said about you. Don't worry about that, you know, that thing that you saw in, in the media today because you worry about that takes away from you giving something back to yourself. So we talk in that language and, you know, we want the girl to live their maximized life. That That is their maximized life. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I know with wearing different hats as a mom and yeah. a business owner, how do you juggle your day? Um, yeah, well, everyone has that with children. I think when you have children, um, I think the most, most people ask me this and I think that people think if you can start a company when you have a newborn child, you can't like because mm. that's always part time. Like yeah. the child will come first when they're little, unless you want to, to, unless you want to go to the office every day. But 
starting a business is not something that you do just after you have a newborn baby. It doesn't occur. So you have to be prepared to know that it's either before and you're set up or when they're about three or four because it doesn't it's, it doesn't go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So I we, we, we had a, I had had my own company actually before a consulting company. Mm-hmm. So I knew what that meant to be setting up as a company. But I think the most important thing is that I have set up the business and my team to be flexible so we work crazy hours but we fit so I have children and that's what I worry about my CEO has a dog and that's what she worries about and Zuri's I think more precious than my children um like Zuri like Zuri Zuri's more sport than my kids so we we have a philosophy in the office and I think that's where the world's going is that you can have kids and not compromise and so when I, I take them to school I go uh, they go to school at 7 I work out then I go to the office and then I'll come home I'll take them something and then I start I work again from 7 till 11 every night but yeah. that is my choice. And I, you know, so I do my calls back to Australia because that's in the middle of the day. And then I do London as well. So I set myself up and oh, I get up at six before they get out of bed. So I fit my kids, my work around my children. But I do, but I don't ever not have a night off. Like I work till seven till 11 at night. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm, I will never not work till 11 o'clock at night. So you have to be aware that that, that is the sacrifice that you make. And the sacrifice I make is time yeah. and a social life. But yeah. The people that think you can have children do lunches mm-hmm. on Thursdays and Fridays, and and you know, and watch television mm-hmm. at night with your husband it doesn't happen. You yeah. can't. Like, I mean, it's, that that's where the compromise is. You have to be aware that it's hard work. Yeah, and like you have, you'll have to know how to move your schedule around. Yeah, you know, exactly. Well, yeah. Describe your di- typical day. Uh, okay, yeah, so I, it's very routine. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that's another thing you're asking me. What yeah. what you have to be very routine. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to be very planned. I very strict Excel spreadsheets. My yeah. life's planned out by the hour. Mm-hmm. But I'll get up, I'll do a call, I'll take them, I'll take the children to school at 7.15. I work out, I have a trainer every day at nice. 8 and he's amazing. He's an Australian guy. Um, what kind of workout do you do? I do this thing called functional training, mm-hmm. F45. So uh, it's really cool. And uh-huh. then that's while the while there's traffic. So while the traffic's going, from 8 to 9 I work out because mm-hmm. the kids go to school. And then I will go to the office and or the office comes to me. So our office is in Beverly Hills or we go down to Malibu to Soho House which mm-hmm. is cool for a change and then we will usually do I usually do I work out with one of my team members so I try and do three times a week where I do two workouts a day um, so I'll either do yoga uh, we might do meditation we might do rumble boxing we might do Pilates but so I try and so I do that as a team or when I meet press I make them come work out with mm, me that's fine, yeah. um, and then I'll come home and I'll see the kids and then I will work again and that that's my life but like it is very so on average in a week, I know that I will do eight to ten workouts every week. I That's know that great. I will do see see my team every week. I know I'll do a meditation. So I like every week I have a plan on the Sunday to make sure that those things occur during mm-hmm. that week. And then when I travel, I was in New York a few weeks ago. What I do is I make my meetings around training again. I did I did forty five and I don't I run to my meetings. So I did forty five kilometers in two days nice. by running. So I ran from Brooklyn to Columbus Circle, Columbus Circle to Rumble. I did Rumble. I ran from Rumble to Lower East Side. Because yeah. if you do the the taxi takes as long. So I just run. So just prepare everyone. I'm gonna be sweaty at a meeting. Yeah, no, I mean... And I do phone calls the whole time. Yeah. So when I'm running, I just put on my headsets and I do teleconferences. Very efficient, yeah, you know? Especially, like, people might think that it's a boring life where you have everything set up for you yeah. or calendar. Yeah. But I think that's what makes it efficient. Totally. You know? Yeah, you, you have to be efficient. Done. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. There's so, the saying, mm-hmm. to get something done, give it to a busy person. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Always gets done. Yeah, I agree. What inspires you to wake up in the morning? Um, 
I think California is an amazing city yeah. to live in. I think, as you know, the sun is yes. six o'clock. You can't knock it up. Um, <laughs> but I think um, being part of a team now, like of people that joined our brand mm-hmm. for the reason of the brand and the commitment that they give is amazing. Like they, I've never, I've got six girls in the office and one guy and they like, the commitment is insane. The, the way that they work like me. Um, and it's not their company mm-hmm. um, is pretty cool. Like they and they because they believe that they're doing they're doing something to change perception. They're doing something to help girls. And it, yes, we are a skincare brand, and you can't step away from that. We're not we're not we're not curing brain cancer. We we remember that. But they like the fact that they are in a brand where they have independence to tell their story, tell the truth, and that's like that's really cool. That you know, even if the brand doesn't get any bigger. That's a mm-hmm. cool thing that we've done. Like, yeah, the, yeah the, the places that the girls have come from, amazing brands, and they've left those brands to come and be part of something, which we, which we think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Um, yeah, I think define we, the saying that we use is perfectly imperfect. Define mm-hmm. your perfect. Don't define your perfect by anyone else and take inspiration from other people that have done cool things but but make sure that it's about and then like if you do that then your confidence and your beauty will come don't define a what you think is a perfect life on instagram it used to be on facebook but actually look at what thing cool things people are doing and then define your perfect imperfect and um we do this thing my husband and i we write five-year goals and then we review them every 12 months and if you put it down on paper it's pretty amazing how quickly these things happen so we've we've done it and everything that we've and we've been married 10 years now everything that we've written down on paper has come to life and stuff that you would not believe. But if you don't write it down, how can it come to life? That's nice. That's a nice practice. And it's nice to do it with someone. So whether it's your sister, your like it's very sitting doing it by yourself mm-hmm. to doing it with someone. It's quite powerful doing it with someone like it. So if you're not in a, in a relationship, do it with, like I said, your sister, your mother, your best friend, because um, then you check in with each other. That's too. true. Yeah. yeah. There's all I was like, hey, have you done this? Have yeah. Done yeah. That? It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's next for um, Dr. Robach Skincare? So, yeah, so this year was crazy with opening up Sephora, like, so we had Sephora USA, but we opened up Sephora Europe, Sephora Asia. Um, we got Space NK, we're doing Cult Beauty next year. Um, and we've got Canada. We want to just, like, with those guys, just grow the brand within. Um, we're, we're doing some really cool new launches next year, skin uh, product launches. We're working on a copper serum, a clean copper mm-hmm. serum, which will be really good because it's going to be blue, but blue from natural sources. Oh. Um, so again, we want to start to use color where when it's natural. I don't know if you've used our masks, but we've got mm-hmm. Uluru, which is the color of Uluru. The caviar lime's got the chlorophyll, yes. the color of Kakadu. The yellow is Tama, the color of the sand. So we want to really start to use color because before it was very hard to do that because it's synthetic but we're finding some really natural colors so we've got some really cool product launches but with those we just want to use the guys that we've got because it's we're going to be in something like 40 countries we just want to be just like bed down those relationships yeah that's crazy so you have to visit all these 40 we, countries we have to go yeah. yeah so well we're dividing conquering actually in Jan- january i'm doing europe my sister's doing asia mm-hmm. like we have to split up now <laughs> yeah so how did you build these relationships with people that will support you like um do you have an investor Oh, we, yeah. we do. We, we got some investment earlier this year for stock, like the biggest thing stock. So mm-hmm. when you're a small, I always use this example, my husband's in fashion. And when you when you present a range to a, a buyer, you can do like 
10, 10 shirts and you, you know and that investment is still an investment but it's a little bit of an investment and you can present and they will buy the range off 10 we have to hold all that inventory so the beauty space is really hard to enter into the barrier of entry is it's very high because who has money sitting around to buy inventory yeah. so we had to get money to pay for the inventory that we had to be holding in our warehouse to sell into sephora mm-hmm. yeah i see i think these investors too like they help you like find oh totally absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think you, you have to be smart with who you choose mm-hmm. and we were lucky to not just choose money people we chose retail people that were helpful in our strategic direction yeah how is that process like you know with because it's like forming a relationship in a sense. Totally, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, looking for like someone that kind of matches your philosophy. Totally, it's lots of meetings. Um, so it took a lot of time and it was, and so we are, you don't want to do it too often because it's a full-time job in itself, like flying all over the world, meeting people, presenting a deck, telling them where you're going, creating that relationship, like you said, working out who's right for you um, and that you're right for them so that when you go into the relationship, it's pretty transparent, right? So it's, a, it's it's yeah, and now I, I know, I actually now I know why investment bankers exist because that's a hard, like if you're doing it at a big scale, you know, they, they, they do all that for you. Like I, it really made me appreciate that role that they play because we did it ourselves. My, me and my, I'm very lucky to have a, my uh, GM CEO, she, uh, comes out of fundraising for beauty brands. So she worked with me on that and so she had a lot of connections and she also knew the landscape of the American market that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this might be um, loaded, but I know you don't wear makeup, no. but what is your favorite like skincare or like wellness product that aside from Dr. Robux, yeah. of course? Um, no, so I do, I use one, uh, if I have to wear makeup, I, I use an Australian um, makeup line called Balea and mm-hmm. she's, um, and it's all clean makeup. I can use it, but I can't use a lot of it. Um, and she has this beautiful glow powder that um, is amazing. And like my sister wore it one day, we were in New York, she put it on at seven, we met with, Cosmo or Cleo of someone at like yeah. 8 p.m. and they said what's on your skin and all she had was this glow powder it's really cool oh, I nice. should get you some it's really cool because oh, yeah. you don't have to just put it straight on after nice moisturizer yeah. that's it is it a natural um, yeah all natural yeah oh nice I mean Australia really, I really good with our natural are, skincare yeah, yeah. I think it's because Australia too has like all the resources access. and access totally. to it you know totally just like the Philippines it's yeah. like people like forget that like we have these natural ingredients and I think a lot of things like the moringa it comes yeah. from the Philippines and like we have like just abundance of it yeah, yeah. well they were saying with the whole argan oil movement mm-hmm. right and my friend from Morocco and she's yeah. like they would just use that in everything yeah. <laughs> and here it's a rare thing and I know that's not like it's in a lot of things now it's but she's like, like we just like use that exactly. in everything. <laughs> it's like growing up, I used to have like turmeric, and then now, yeah, yeah, and then now it's like, oh, everyone loves turmeric, but I've been like using it all my life. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazingly powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Thank I you. enjoyed yeah, learning more great. about yeah. your business. Thank I had you such a good time. time. Yeah. yeah.